This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. You can't access any sort of terrorist propaganda or anything like that over the internet. Uh, but of course, that's just fine. He doesn't want to do that anyway. Oh, well, maybe he's writing a book. That's, that's a good excuse, right? Anyway, that's uh, Nathan Whitling, one of the lawyers for Omar Khadr. Uh, so that's one of the conditions uh, of bail that's been lifted is that Omar can have a little more Internet access. Uh, there's the sticky issue of communicating with his, his family members, and in particular his sister Zainab, who is, I believe, the oldest of the Cotter siblings. Now, uh, this is uh, here from Nathan Whitling. Says that they need to provide some evidence that Zainab has changed her own radical views. It would require me to go get an affidavit from Zainab, and as I say, she's out of the country, so... But it's, it's a possibility, I suppose. Yeah, Zainab apparently lives in Sudan now. Anyway, uh, joining us for more, Julia Wong, reported with Global News Edmonton, uh, covering the bail hearing today. Julia, thanks for joining us here. Hello, thank you. Uh, so, Omar Khadr got some of what he was looking for, but not everything then? That's right. He had been looking for several things, and probably most importantly to him were uh, the unrestricted access to the Internet. That was one. Um, the other one was unsupervised visits with his sister. Right now, he has to speak to her in English, and he has to have a lawyer or a bail supervisor present. And the last one was more freedom to travel. Right now, he can travel within the province of Alberta, but if he wanted to go beyond this province, he had to seek permission. He wanted that listed, and today the judge said no to that if he wants to leave the province he still needs to get permission um, from his bill supervisors okay so really all that's changed then is his uh internet access um that yes yes that's sort of one of the, the main ones and the one that his lawyer spoke a lot about today um during the hearing saying the internet is everywhere everyone has smartphones there's tvs with uh you know smart capabilities and stuff like that and that was one that was uh, in some ways, restricting his ability to move on with his life, you know, to, to work towards his studies, to, you know, be around people in general. Um, so that one seems to be a big one for Mr. Cotter. Now, do we know, is he still living? He was living with one of his lawyers, with Dennis Edney and his family. Is that still the case? No, he has actually moved out of uh, Mr. Edney's house. He has his own apartment now in Edmonton, and then he recently got married as well. So there's been lots of development for Indeed. him in the last little while. Yeah. Well, I would say so. Now, of course, he's on bail because, I guess, technically his case is still working its way through the system, right? This, this conviction that, uh, that the Americans secured, uh, he came back to Canada to, to, I guess, serve out that sentence, but he's, he's appealing that. That's what's going on still, right? Yeah, and that is still pending. Um, when we spoke with Nathan Whitwing earlier today, he said there doesn't really seem to be a timeline. They're, they're just waiting, really, for what's going to happen next with that. So in terms of where this goes from here, uh, I guess that we're kind of stuck in a, in a holding pattern then? I guess you could say in some respects, it, it does seem like Mr. Cotter is really trying to move on with his life. Um, he got into nursing school in Red Deer. He got his emergency medical responder certificate. He recently got married. So from what was said in court today, it seems like he's trying to do a lot to move on and, and move past this. You know, when you talk about what's happening more in the, in the legal sense and in, in the law world, he is in a waiting game in, in that case. But it seems like he's doing what he can to move on in, in most other aspects of his life. What was the Crown's position? The Crown was, was willing to, to concede some of these points, but um, they, they weren't willing to, to agree to these, these other requests. So what, what was their argument? 
Yeah, that's right. The one that they were most, um, I guess you could say, passionate about was the unsupervised visits with his sister. They both, there was a provincial crown, there was a federal crown, and, and both made it very clear that they needed to see that um, Omar's sister had changed her views that there was something different. There needed to be more evidence, and for them, that just wasn't clear. And so we spent a lot of time during the hearing uh, discussing that and, and going back and forth uh, between the Crown and the defense. Um, and then in the end, obviously, the judge sided with, with the Crown. Right, because it sounds to me like the judge, or, or rather the defense, was arguing to the judge that it, it doesn't really matter. They're, they're basically arguing that that Omar is, is a changed man. Omar is not going to be swayed by whatever his his sister might have to say. Was that their, their argument, essentially? Yeah, he's saying that time changes a lot of things, that time can really make a difference. And, and having Mr. Cotter in, in the presence of his sister, that's not going to turn him all of a sudden. That's not going to change him into a different person than who he is right now. So there seems to be a lot of emphasis on the defense part to say, you know, Mr. Cotter is his own independent um, man who has his own thoughts and can't be swayed by, by outside forces. All right, interesting developments today. Julie, appreciate the update here. Thanks for making some time for us. All right, thank you. All right, Julia Wong, reporter with Global News Edmonton, uh, covering the bail hearing today. Uh, so basically, these conditions are going to remain. He has a little more in terms of uh, internet access, uh, but is still confined to Alberta in, in his travels, and there is still going to be that, that oversight of any conversation he has with family members, that it be in English, that there be uh, some kind of uh, lawyer present. So yes, Zainab Cotter, Joseph Breen in the National Post, February 2nd, 2016. Zainab Cotter, the famously outspoken eldest child of Canada's most notorious family, who has publicly praised Osama bin Laden and yearned for her own martyrdom, has been detained in Turkey. It's not clear whether she has been arrested or charged, and Turkish diplomats in Ottawa could offer no details. A longtime advocate for her famous younger brother among the hotspots of Middle Eastern extremism, from Kabul, Peshawar, to Tehran, and now Turkey. As the first child of the late al-Qaeda financier Ahmed Khadr and Maha el-Samna, she became a sort of mother figure to her younger siblings, most of whom have extensive files with intelligence services. Her brother Abdullah, Abdurrahman, Ibrahim, Omar, Abdul Karim, and her sister Maria. Asked about Zainab last fall, a family member said she had married for a fourth time and was living in the Middle East, but denied that she was in Syria. So, I don't know what she was doing in Turkey, or why she was detained in Turkey. The latest we have now is that she is living in Sudan with her husband and four children. That uh, comes from court documents filed last month by, by Connor. So he wants to to have more contact with her. He says, as far as I'm aware, Zainab is not involved with any criminal activities and is frequently in contact with the Canadian Embassy to win, uh, order to ensure that her paperwork is up to date. Well, maybe her paperwork is up to date. I think the issue more so is the ideology. What kind of people is Omar Khadr surrounding himself with if he really is trying to move on with his life, go in a different direction? Our number here, 403-974-8255. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.